Hi, everybody. It's Tony Marcolini. Welcome to It May Interest You to Know podcast. I am uh, Seamus is out today, and we have a pinch hitter to my left in Maria Plinio. Uh, and we have a special guest here today. Uh, he's one half uh, of the couple, uh, Shane and Emily. You probably know them as performing and touring the country as the band Arbor Season. So welcome, Shane. Woohoo! So excited to be here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, we were excited, very excited to have you because you have this, just you're, you're plugging along with this fantastic army of fans who really travel everywhere to see you. Uh, it must be an exciting feeling. I, it's so funny. When we first started playing in Florida, I never envisioned that we would actually have people that would like, come to our shows <laughs> especially if we played in a place that we've never been at before or traveled to and when someone shows up and says hey i saw this show online you know we've been following you on instagram because of whatever reason yeah we're we're humbled and just so excited and yeah so i'm going to take you back uh all the way to the beginning and this is maybe a sentimental story i don't know for the romantics out there but how did you meet your wife so we met at an open mic in florida so i we had like a mutual friend who was just been trying to hook us up for a while i guess um but he's like oh yeah you guys are both musicians you guys would be great together so we met and i always i used my line whenever i don't know what to say but i just wanted to be close i'd always be like oh hey do you have a piece of gum i don't know that was my icebreaker i sucked um <laughs> so shane has yeah. got game yeah oh okay. yeah i do <laughs> So, and you went, your, your line went well, obviously, since you're married. Yep. So it was funny because we, we met and then after that day, we just, we, we, we hung out like every single day since we met, we became like best friends instantly. Uh, I think a month after that, we started writing songs together. We started a band together. We were a band for three years before we even started dating. Um, and then, oh, really? so Yeah. Yep, that was a crazy thing. Everyone that would come to our shows were like, you guys are totally getting married. And we're like, absolutely not. This is never going to happen. Um, but we were both kidding ourselves the whole time. And then we started dating. Then a year later, we got engaged. And then a few months after that, we got married. And then now we have kids. And yeah. Well, that's interesting. Were you dating other people while you were in the band? Like, did either of you go out on dates? Or was it always just kind of this longing from a distance? Um, It was... We, we knew we liked each other, but there was so much um, background history stuff that was just really crazy. Um, and so I don't I think we were both just like, no, we're not ready or I don't trust, you know, being in a relationship. I would talk to a girl, but I only talked to a girl because I was mad that she was talking to a guy. And then, <laughs> but nothing ever happens with any of those people. And it kind of just grew into what it is today. Wow, that's nice. Um, and then you ultimately did get married, and you initially were performing more local, right? Local to Florida, which I, I guess is where you're both from. Um, so I'm from Toronto, Canada. She's from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and then we both met in Florida. So that's kind of how that whole craziness happened. Wow. Okay. So, but you were, you were more, I think... Uh, for performing in Florida at the time. I think that's where M Maria first saw you. Yep, so that's where we started. Um, 
uh, we started doing like bar restaurant gigs, cover things. And then we got picked up, uh, after, after doing that for probably like eight or so months, um, we got picked up by Disney to play at Disney for four years. So every Monday and Tuesday we did that. And then we did like lots of beach gigs. Um, we did like the, the hard rock casino many times and bush gardens. We would open up for all the bigger acts that came into town. And, um, so that's kind of how we started getting used to playing our own original music in front of, um, and with other bigger bands. And so, yeah, Florida was just the, the perfect place to gig full time, make a, make a great living doing that. Um, and that definitely catapulted into what we're doing now, which is hilarious because now we only play in Florida, like once a month, like every, like maybe three weeks, I mean, three weeks a year pretty much. Yeah, you're touring all the time now. I see on Instagram, uh, you know, the, 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 you're in, uh, I guess, an RV, right? You have the whole family now and you go from, uh, you know, gig to gig. Yeah, so we had an RV for four years. Um, we always dreamed of buying a school bus and converting a school bus. So uh, when COVID hit and all of our shows got canceled, we bought the school bus in Tennessee, drove out there, picked it up, brought it back to Emily's hometown in Missouri, uh, Fredericktown, Missouri, and then we just started converting it. And now we travel in a converted school bus. Now that's really cool. And you have two, two children now together. Talk about a success story for a romance. Yep. <laughs> we got two kids and then we travel with the nanny as well, who watches our kids during our shows. Wow. That's, I mean, really, that's something for the family. I mean, to to be able to do that and be together all the time is to be a good feeling. It is awesome. One of the biggest questions we get all the time is, do you guys ever like want to kill each other? <laughs> um, you know, things like that. And we're, we just, we're both so independent as it is. So we, we don't really get in each other's space ever. We really truly love being around each other. Um, and we're not like, uh, oh, I need attention. I need attention. I need attention. So it just works out really, really great. I'm an early riser naturally. So I wake up with the kids and I get to spend my time with them. So. Now, what I'm really fascinated by, uh, I think with anyone who can create, and we've had all different uh, different types of people on here. And I'm fascinated with the creative process for anyone who is creative, whether it's a musician or, uh, you know, it's somebody, we've had a lot of writers, both screenwriters and uh, book authors. And I always want to know what's the creative process like? So I'm going to put it to you. What's the creative process like for you? Um, so when we're creating music, we have three ways of doing it. Um, one, I write songs by myself that's most of the time. So I'll write most of the songs, bring them to Emily and she'll trash them and then make them better. So she'll be like, oh no, do this word instead differently. Let's change this melody. So she'll reconstruct the whole thing and make it better. Um, the, uh, the, the, very, the most rare is when I'll write a song that doesn't need changing at all. And that's only happened like once or twice in her whole career. Um, and same thing with Emily. She'll write a song. Um, one of our songs, Arcadian, was actually all written by Emily. Not a thing changed. I only wrote the music for it. So um, that's that's the one way. The second way is we actually write songs together. Um, and that's my favorite way. That's when I feel like we come up with the best, the best of the best. Um, the, I say that, but Arcadian is probably right now our biggest song. And she wrote that. So um, but we, our next biggest song is a song called uh, When I Get There, which technically has more streams than Arcadian, but is not 
growing um, as fast currently. So saying that, we wrote that song together. So we'll sit down. We'll, we fight and argue every single time. <laughs> I don't think we've ever written a song where, you know, there wasn't some kind of argument or like, you know, uh, usually I'll just be like, she'll she'll say oh I hate that I'm like do you have to be so mean about it you know like <laughs> you know those kind of things um but we love the end product every single time and I will say about 96 percent of the songs that we write we actually um record and put on a cd so wow yeah do you both play instruments we do so she plays a little bit of guitar but um when it comes to recording and in in, in person, like on stage, she plays a U bass. So it's like a tiny ukulele bass, oh. um, which is, has a really deep sound. So it sounds like, you know, a bass if you're not, if you're not watching. Um, and I play guitar and piano. And then we have a looper pedal that loops all of these things together. So, and then we both sing and go back and forth. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, I guess that's why it's so easy for both of you to write even the music. Um, you know, you would have to have some background, I guess, in playing an instrument. Did you take lessons from when you were young? When I was 16, I started playing piano um, and I took piano lessons and things like that. Actually, even before that, in eighth grade, I played in bands, the clarinet. And that's what like taught me how to read the treble clef and um, all that kind of stuff. And then so when I moved to piano, I was just I became obsessed. I practiced all the time and I did all the exams. I went to the, um, the, what do you call them? Man, it's been a long time, but, uh, you have, yeah, it's like the big exam rooms. We have to sit in front of a, um, uh, like in a really big room with like a, um, an examiner who like watches everything that you're doing and sure. tests you. Sure. Okay. So. Well, I mean, it, I think it's, it's that you've always had the passion, right? For it. It sounds like from when you were young, um, uh, you were drawn towards music. Is there? Yeah, any, it was. I mean, if I you would, weren't a musician, what would you be? Uh, honestly, I I would probably be in some kind of ministry full time because I always thought I was going to be a pastor or something like that. Just because I really, uh, I'm obsessed with reading the Bible and and like studying it, and I like reading and I love people. I love engaging so we still do a lot of that outside of our music where we just love to help people and we love to minister we love going and leading worship at churches and um though we don't do it as much as i like um because we you know we travel full time and we're always on the road so um so there's i think you know that's what i was expecting to do i went to university for to be a psychologist um oh wow so, that's as far as you can get from musician <laughs> yep. So I went to school for that. I actually took, um, cause you know how you could do your, your major and then your minor is in something else. And my minor was in music, but I did a music history class and I almost failed that class. So that was kind of ironic. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So now you're touring with your, with your band. Now I want to, uh, I guess I want to get into a little bit how you got your name because I I know that you put a call to arms out, so to speak, right? You uh you you got your fans to set to be part of the process because you would perform for a long time under just Shane and Emily. We did. And then suddenly, you know, you wanted to, I guess, incorporate other musicians and uh, adopt more of a band feel. And you involved your fans. Can you tell us that story? 
Yeah. So people were kind of bummed that we were changing our name from Shane and Emily because it was that way for so long. Um, so when we changed our name, we wanted it to, when you, when you see the word Shane and Emily, you don't think of anything. It doesn't give you any feeling, you know, you're like, oh, just a guy, girl duo. I'm not interested. Uh, so we wanted to do something that had like an, a folksy outdoorsy kind of vibe sound. And so we knew we wanted it something like that. So we were looking at other band names and I actually, there was one that I loved more than anything. We even reached out, we found out it was another band. I reached out to them and asked them if we could steal their band name and they said yeah. no so I was, I was bummed but um I actually did that with two band names but anyway so we decided um on two, I don't know if it was two different names or how we we, we came to terms with we, okay we liked Arbor Season so but we didn't know if it should be the Arbor Season or Arbor Season so we posted it on our Facebook uh said hey guys this is what we're thinking of changing it to what do you think what is the winner and so everybody said Arbor Season it was like you know the the name Good. And your fans, I guess you have diehard fans uh, who follow you from location to location. Uh, so I think that, that involving them in that way was probably a pretty cool feeling for them. You guys even do the, I know, uh, Instagram, you go live sometimes. And I don't know if that's spontaneous or prepared, but like sometimes I'll even get the thing to my phone that you're live and you, and you turn it, you know, tune in and you can hear you performing a song together. Yeah. That so that's, that's never planned. Um, it's always like, hey, Emily, you want to go live? She's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> during quarantine, we did have uh, have it planned because when, you know, we, when you're a musician and that's how you make your living, we were like, okay, we're going to do it at, like, at least twice a week or something like that. We set it all up. So we planned the whole thing. Um, but now whenever we do a, a live stream, it's last minute, like, hey, you down? She's like, I'm down. And then we do it. Um, yep. Tell me about your influences. You know, who were who your greatest influences? I, so Coldplay is one of my favorite bands. I, I love their energy and, their, and all that kind of stuff. But then Gregory Allen Isakoff is my all-time inspiration when it comes to writing songs. I, I always think, would he like this if, you know, if he heard this? Or John Mayer, I'm like, would he like this song lyric? You know, so those are mine. Um, Emily listens to so much music. She doesn't even, I don't even think she... She'd probably say Penny and Sparrow is her biggest influence. Um, and that's one of our, like one of mine too. We really like that. But anything that's really indie folk will hear a song and, and be like, oh, we need to do something like that. Um, I'm more bands, like I'll follow a band or an artist that I absolutely love. And I just charge the hill and, and read everything about them. I listen to all their stuff where Emily's not a band or an artist person. She likes songs. So she'll find songs she likes. Um, so we're pretty different that way. Do you have a favorite? And I, I, I hate to ask you this, right? Because I'm sure you, they're all creations of yours and you love them all in some way, like like children, right? You love them all. Uh, yeah. But do you have a favorite song of yours? Um, yeah, Emily will say When I Get There is her favorite. Um, mine, I think, is Old Friend. I don't. There's something about like, I think that's my favorite guitar riff I ever came up with and the whole vibe and flow of that song, I think is my personal favorite. Um, but there's something about playing Arcadian live that I just really love. And because of the energy that it gives off right away when you start the show with that, and pe most people know it now. So it's, yeah. Yep. But old friends, I think, or fireflies, depending on the, <laughs> the vibe. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just threw like four songs at you. <laughs> now, what's your most memorable moment 
on stage that you've had to date? Most memorable moment on stage. It's so funny because there's so many different kinds, different house shows and different things that were like, man, that was such a great experience. Uh, we'll never forget that. But for some reason, I always go back to this one time we were playing uh, at this bar in Dunedin, Florida called the Chickaboom Room. And this one lady came up and she fell on our keyboard and on our mics and knocked the whole entire stage over everything collapsed and she was like in her 90s it was a pretty crazy moment um so i'll always remember that and then obviously the one show that i stopped the whole show and proposed to emily in the middle of the the, the set so there was oh, that <laughs> I, now, I don't know this story this is this is a story i have to hear tell me this <laughs> okay so the the long story short we were on a huge trip across the country in the RV with our friends, uh, Joe, Taylor, and Mitchell. And we were all just, you know, we, we crossed the whole country. Emily, I did not know this, was debating the whole time about breaking up with me. She just, I don't even know why. She never really explained why. She talked to her about that. But anyway, um, and it wasn't until I dropped her off from that trip at her house. Um, I still, I lived in the RV full time. So I, I just dropped her off at the house. And um, in the second I pulled away, she says, yep, he's the man I'm going to marry because I wish that he didn't leave just that moment. So she, that moment decided, okay, he's the one. I proposed two days later. So if I proposed two days before that moment, it could have been a completely different scenario. Um, but we were at Disney. I already told everybody um, like a few weeks before, you need to come to this gig that we're playing at Disney everybody show up. So everybody was there. And because we've been gone for th uh, six weeks, she assumed that it was just, oh, we haven't been playing in Florida for a while. So everyone just wanted to come see us. Um, so her parents were there. Um, so, so many people. And then I, I said, oh, Emily, can you order me food while I'm playing? And so she got off the stage and then I started playing this song that she told me when we first met. She said, I wish somebody would, uh, if I was ever to get proposed to, I would want them to play this song. And I don't know why, I just remembered it. So I played that song. What's the song? What was the song? The song is, um, I've got a question for you. I don't know if you know that song. I do. It was on, a, it's on, it was on the show Scrubs, and she just always remembered it. It's something like, um, well, baby, tonight I've got a question for you. Uh, something like, uh, there's some, someday somebody's gonna ask you. A question that you should say yes to once in your life. Baby, tonight I've got a question for you. And then like, I'm, almost, I'm almost getting teary-eyed just thinking about it. But I, the second I, I played the song and the first words came out of my mouth, she just broke down because she knew what was going to happen the second that I did that. Um, and I've never sang that song before. We never talked about that moment ever since. And um, I got all of our friends to bring roses to her while she was standing on the, you know, in front of the stage. And it was just a great moment. It was so wonderful. So she says, yes. I, did she yell out yes? Or where's the moment where, you, you know, you have a deal? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, so Emily, the question is, will you marry me or something like that? And no, actually, no, I put down the guitar and I got off stage and I, I did the whole kneel down thingy and I showed her the ring or whatever. And then she said, she just kind of like cried and said yes. And then I went to go put the ring on her finger and I dropped it. I'm like chasing it all over the ground. And so it was a kind of a funny moment, but 
Yeah. I hope somebody taped this. I hope somebody had their phone running. They did. You can find it. I don't know if it's on YouTube or Facebook, but it's it's out there. Um, oh. It's out there somewhere. Now you sent me on a mission today. I have to go find <laughs> this now. Wow. Okay, that is a great story. That's that's a story your kids, when they get older, are going to love to hear. What's it oh, like touring yeah. with your kids? I mean, is that is that, I mean, do they... They're so young. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure they're uh, the your your son's getting a little bit older. Is is he closing in on two now? Right. He's now just over three years old, and Juno oh. just turns seven months today. Um, so at three, he's getting into some trouble, right? He's he's around doing stuff, and and is, is it ever yeah. is it hard to create? Uh, you know, with kids so young around, or to to travel and to be so confined uh, when you're traveling? Is that hard? What's that like? So for us, we did a lot of traveling before our kids. And then when we had kids, we found that we loved traveling way more, way more having kids, um, surprisingly, because I thought it would be tougher. And it's it's not that it's not tougher. Um, I would say the, the right word, though, is it's different. So we now do things that we normally wouldn't do um, like we now look out for like children museums and and fun things that they would like when we're on the road. And he's just he's made me love life even more because he looks at everything. He's obsessed with everything. He's like, Dad, look at that cloud or the trees or the bird. And so he's just so enamored with everything. And so we just have so much fun. Uh, he runs from one side of the bus to the other. We kick a ball in the bus a lot, but we're usually outdoors. Um playing outside or going on hikes or we played a lot of uh house shows um honestly we now have almost a a yearly circuit that we do so we see a lot of the same people every year sometimes more um like missouri we go through this town probably six times a year so he sees a lot of the same people and remembers everybody and so yeah to answer your question it's awesome like we absolutely love it and having a nanny full-time really helps with a lot of those things. Now, do your does your son is he starting to get the the music bug? He sings perfectly on key. When he taps and says songs like he he he's always on beat. It's the craziest thing. I, I always told people where I didn't mind uh I wouldn't care at all if he never played music. If he did whatever he want like whatever you find passion and joy in, go for it with all of your heart and you know um be awesome at it but man i think he's gonna do something with music because he just he's so so great and i can't believe how on key he is um and people say it all the time they're like wow like it's amazing and if you sing one song to him he'll remember it always um and he'll never forget it oh boy i think i think maybe he has been bitten by the music bug i think so (laughs) i think so I know you, I mean, the fans you have are among the best I've ever seen, right? The fans that you have travel to see you. Um, I know Maria, who's on with us right now, is the one who originally turned me on to you. Um, you know, she's a, a, a big fan of your music and she'll literally get in the car and travel if you're performing in any state. Maria, as a, as a fan of someone, what's it like to be in the crowd? Uh, they're wonderful to listen to. Um, they, it's, I'm proud of them. I've known them so many years now. It's, it's, uh, it's almost like we're family in a way, but, um, I wish I could see them more. I see them once, twice a year. 
But uh, if there's a show around and I'm in the state, I'll go to it. It's high energy as well, right? They're, they're high energy crowds. <laughs> so Shane, where can people go um, who want to see where you're touring to see you know, where you're at? Where can they find that information? I would say our website's the best place for that. It has everything. You can buy shirts and stickers and CDs and see our tour schedule. Everything is just arborseason.com. Uh, Bands in Town is really fun too. So if you sign in and have an account with Bands in Town um, and you follow us, then you'll get an update on your phone whenever we're near you. Um, so that's pretty cool. We have quite a awesome following on that thing. And so, yeah. Okay, we're going to put up all the links. Uh, so for anybody who wants to check out the band, I highly recommend it. You're, you're definitely not going to be disappointed. Um, so we'll have the links in the comments below for YouTube. Uh, and uh, I, this has been a pleasure to really talk to you a little bit and get to know you. I know that you guys are busy and you are, even in the middle of COVID, you're actively touring, uh, you know, yeah. so, which is amazing. Nobody's touring. You guys are touring. So... I thank you that you took a, you know, a little bit of time to spend with me today. Absolutely. I love, I think I just like talking, so it's nice. <laughs> well, Kate, you know, come back again for certain, maybe with your next album. Uh, maybe you could come back when that, your next album's launching and talk to us about it and about the, you know, the theme or, you know, creating that new set of music. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be recording in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, January, February, and March time. So we'll be recording the next one really soon. So excited. <laughs> Great. So hopefully, you know, we're going to get them back again when their next album's coming out. They'll come talk to us about it. In the meanwhile, I, I encourage everybody to check them out. Uh, you can literally punch them into, by the way, just go to YouTube and punch in Arbor Season and a ton of their videos will come up. Uh, but, you know, go to their website. If they're touring anywhere near you, purchase a ticket and go. You, you won't be disappointed. So I'm going to say bye, everybody. And uh, thank you for joining us today.